You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced. It's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com. sure you take daily daily stuff like i take an obnoxious amount of vitamins yeah dude i take regularly i will take zinc d3 and uh vitamin c every day every day so i take uh welcome to episode 44 cold open i take um (laughs) literally i take uh magnesium yeah that's i gotta start upping that i take zinc Mm -hmm. i take vitamin d i take a men's uh, over 40 multi, which ironically, my men's multi expired three days before I turned 40. Well, it didn't expire. I finished it three days before I turned 40. Then I go to the <laughs> store and they're right next to each other. I'm like, ah, oh, this hurts. But yeah, I'll take the oh, 40 plus. Man. So I take that. I take uh, raw B complex. Um, oh, nice. And then I take this like, um, it's like an all natural energy booster. It's not like testosterone raw or the you know, the commercials you see on TV, it's just more of a natural, you know, vitamin driven energy booster. It's got all sorts of stuff in it. I take nice. turmeric, oregano, and then I Garlic. take, I take this thing called, um, Wobenzyme for my joints. Oh, okay. You're not a, you know, a fish oil guy. I, I think there's fish oil in it. I'm not sure. Oh, it's, it's but a full multi. Okay. Pete showed me, he takes the Jocko version. So I just took the picture to my health food store. I was like, I need something like this. And they gave me that. And you can take up to 12 of them a day. Um, but it really helped me with my tennis elbow and now my shoulder. It's so funny. I was talking to my, I call him my cousin. He's technically my my wife's cousin, but we're tight. And um, he's big into bodybuilding. All the, and that, and he's a, he's a RN. So does his research. He understands what he's looking at. And it's funny because if you look at like a fish oil sole solely and the suggested, you know, suggested amount for a day is whatever it is. Dude, most of the time, that's not even fucking close to what you need to actually do the job that it says it'll do. Like you need way more for that intake for it to be, which kind of sucks that you're not getting it, but you got to you got to research on top of your research. It's pretty nutty. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, I got an article in my thing yesterday. It was like turmeric causing, you know, liver disease in multiple people. So you just got to really keep an eye out. And yeah. But see. is it though? But is it? It's only five people. So yeah, I'd say I'm just being facetious. You know what I take when uh, the second I feel, the second I start to feel sick, like a scratchy throat, anything, this is going to sound really 
homeopathic of me. I take this stuff called umka. Ever hear of it? I have heard of it. U-M-C-K-A. By nature's way. U-M-C-K-A. I get the hot drink. If I feel even like a, like a, like a tight congestion, dude, I will, I will drink two or three of these a day. And I, I, I swear by them. I've, at my job, at my job, the only time I've been out sick was COVID. But when, when I got COVID, that's it. Umka. I, I, as soon as I start to feel a type of way, I bang the shit out of this stuff, plus my vitamins. I'm golden. Whatever okay. it is, whatever it is, it's out of here in no time. Okay. I can I get behind that. I swear by it. I usually hit the uh, emergency. Um, oh, yeah. I, well, so I take a thousand of C every day regularly. So I'm it's it's I still take all my regular. Keep healthy vitamins like stay away sickness. Vitamins, but then I use the umka on top and that stuff is amazing. And then I have uh, Manuka honey. Oh, it's like a bioactive honey. Now, is that everything I understand about honey? Correct me if I'm wrong. This is probably not entertaining to anyone right now, but I don't care. Honey is the most beneficial to you when it's locally grown, right? You need honey that's within a certain, I forget what the mile radius is. For right. Your, okay. If you want to prevent things like allergies and things like yes. that, you need honey that's grown, that is not grown right but next to you. Yeah. Made within a certain radius. Your uh, region. Yeah. Manuka honey is different because it's like bioactivated. So it uh, here, let me look it up and then we'll start the show. I promise benefits <laughs> of Manuka honey. Uh, it's from New Zealand. You can get it at any health food store. Uh, OK, so rich in antioxidants and vitamins, hydrates, dry skin, soothing in a face mask. Didn't even see that one uses a spot Ooh. treatment. Great pre-workout booster. Didn't know this. Uh, might start using Manuka honey as pre-workout. That would be fun. Uh, first thing in the morning. Didn't know that either. Post-workout recovery. And it's a great wow. afternoon snack. Remedies. Boost your immune system. Great in warm tea, which is how I have it. Uh, it's a calm, uh, a calming and sleep aid. And it's soothing for all sore throats. Um, and then you can cook with it and whatnot. So I only knew the remedies. I did not know that you could use it as pre-workout and whatnot. But that makes no sense because it does have an energy booster. So... Nope. I've been really high on uh, non-stimulant pre-workout. I hate my pre-workout. Hate. And I only I take, take it if I feel like it's going to be a rough day, and I'll take it real quick. I take non-stimulant pump enhancement pre-workout. Okay. The non-stimulant, man, all day long. It, I love it. It's the first time I've taken a non-stimulant one, and it is amazing. Freaking amazing. Uh if you want that little bit extra, like you like that tingling or you want a little bit extra kick, you can add your stimulant to it still, right? But the non-stimulant that I take, oh, so good. So good. I, I At first, I thought it was kind of a placebo effect, right? Because mm -hmm. anytime you take a new supplement, which is why you should never take a bunch of shit at once, new. Like never take a bunch of new shit that you've never done at once because now – you don't really know what's working and what's not for you. And don't forget, you're constantly changing the chemistry of your body the more you're taking this shit. So you should be really careful, whether it's over the shelf or not. Like, you need to be careful with it. 
you're constantly changing your chemistry. So I added this new pre-workout to my regimen and my stack. And I, I, I assume going into it that, yes, there's going to be some placebo effect because I bought a new product. I'm taking a new product. And in my mind, I'm, I'm hyping up this product. product. And so what I'm doing is I'm actually working out harder in the gym, anticipating this supplement to like, you know, be your boost, which it's not. It's you're just working out. You're working out like you should work out every day, hitting it hard like that. So I give it like a solid, right, two, three weeks to the hype to kind of wear off. Dude, I get the same performance out of this stuff. I'm hooked. I'm hooked. I love it. That being said, if you're interested in this stuff, keep in mind that everyone's going to react different. But for me, oh, it's amazing. Okay. Absolutely I'm, amazing. I find it's, that interesting. Um, it's not cheap. Uh, here, I will. While you're doing that, I'm going to link you it to you in our chat. You can also, if you need a stimulant, drink King's Coast coffee. Ooh, what a perfect slide-in. There is about 100 bags of mango honey left as of the time of recording this. There will definitely be less by the time you hear this. Uh, so I suggest you get uh, yours ASAP. Because by the time it goes to Saturday, our cafe is at its busiest. And they are planning on putting the remaining bags out for retail consumption. And they will be gone. And you will not be able to get mango honey until this time next year. So, <laughs> I have warned you. Get your mango honey. It's on sale now. Kingscoastcoffee.com. Last chance. Just say it. It's the stuff. It's called um, Gorilla Mind. Or no, the company's Gorilla Mind. The product is Gorilla Mode Nitric. Which is the stimulant-free. Yeah, I drink, I use the Firefly Lemonade. I would do Fruit Punch. Just be careful, because I don't like super sweet. If it's a pre-workout, anything I'm drinking, I do not like super sweet. It just turns me, it turns my stomach sideways. Tim gave me his Fruit Punch for his um, BCAA, because mm. uh, he really didn't like it. And I was like, ah, oh, it's like a morning Mai Tai. This is fantastic. <laughs> and I was like, Tim, do you mind? I put rum in mine. Is that acceptable for the jammer? And he's like, Kevin, you need to stop. Yes. I'm like, nah, it's fine. It's fine. You ever bench press drunk? Shit. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I would I would try a non-stimulant because I think that's the thing that I ha can't stand about pre-workout. Makes oh your heart God. fucking feel like it's going to come out of your chest. And Yeah, I don't like that feeling. Yep. Not to mention, I I just love coffee. And this is not just a generic plug. I like drinking coffee. And I you got to kind of manage your caffeine intake, right? Right. So if I could save my caffeine intake for my pre-workout, which a lot of times that's what you're you're. Your pre-workouts are going to have a lot of caffeine in it. Right. Then I can still have my cup of coffee when I'm done, and I can still get my, my swole on. Get your swole on. Well, let's transition from swole to nerd shit. House of the Other Dragon. Shit. House of the Dragon wrapped. Uh, the reception was very, it was huge. Ryan Condal, the remaining showrunner, because uh, Miguel, uh, I think his last name is Sapochnik, uh, quit. Which is interesting. I don't know why. Um, yep. I don't know. But Ryan Condal said he was actually shocked at the reception of House of the Dragon and how popular why? it is. Why? Why would you be shocked? I think all of it was HBO. Amazing. 
I think all of HBO was just worried that they had burned the bridge with season eight no. of Game of Thrones. See, here's the thing. People forget how much love there was for the journey. There really was. There was so much love for the journey that the show is amazing. It still is amazing. And if you've never seen it, you got the, the show is great. You could binge the whole thing. The fact that the last season felt like a letdown doesn't mean that the entirety of it was. The show is great. It's widely loved. There's no reason to think that a show about dragons in that universe wouldn't do well. Um, I, I, so we're going to talk, there'll be spoilers in our conversation. So if you haven't watched or you're waiting or whatever, just know that we're going to be talking about the end of the show. I, um, I find it interesting that we had season eight of Game of Thrones. Everyone hated it. This show Mm -hmm. pops off. Everyone loves it. We can't wait for more. Mm hmm. I have a feeling and my vibe is that because George R. R. Martin was more involved in this, you, you could make this argument than the later seasons. I mean, mm-hmm. to the point where he texted Patty Constantine, who played Viserys and said, your Viserys was better than mine. Just saying, like you involve the guy that created the world and all of a sudden things are working out and there's changes made still mm-hmm. to the books. Mm-hmm. But George was said he, for the most part, he was fine with them, which is interesting because there's groups that, for instance, the Valerians aren't black Purists. in the book. Yeah. And there's groups out there like fandoms and whatnot. Sure, people that have worked with that Martin that are like, oh, the Valerians aren't black in the book. I'm like, the man literally was OK with it. At that point, you can't like I feel like all cards are off the table. Like you can't you don't have a leg to stand on anymore. If he wants to change the source material to adapt it for the screen, he has every right to change it in every way possible. So, um, you know, and now apparently I keep hearing conflicting reports, but Corliss might get his own show. Um, Ooh, yeah, like that would be sea- cool. Yeah, it's like the sea snake and the, like his vo- the voyages of the sea snake or something. Naval it's- combat. Yeah. Again, like these ideas, like why? Like This is so cool. Well, we're going to get that naval combat well. in the Dance of the Dragons. So you'll see it in the coming seasons. Because um, Atlantis, be cool. especially when you start getting like when you start getting bad guys like early on, what was the crab guy's name? Oh, um, the crab feeder. Yeah, when you start getting fucked up villains like that, you could you could put that in. Free, I mean, pirates. You're choosing <coughs> pirates. That'd yep. be sweet. It'd be incredible. Yeah. I think overall, you know, everyone. I think it was also. Great for someone like me that wants to enjoy nerddom in general. So you had Rings of Power, you had House of the Dragon, you have Andor. They dropped all six episodes of Tales of the Jedi, by the way. I know your son likes Clone Wars, so you should definitely watch those with him. Came out yesterday. Um, It's just like really, really fun right now. All these nerd shows. Willow drops right after Thanksgiving. Oh, Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, so there's I all completely of, forgot about that. There's all this great stuff. Bad Batch season two is right after New Year's. Um, there's all these great things happening within all of these IPs that I love right now. So it's it's just exciting uh, to see it all going down. But at the same time, I think it was bad for shows like Andor and Rings of Power to go up against Game of Thrones. And I don't think it was bad in the sense that people can't help but compare. And that's all the media did was compare all of the shows. 
and they, you know, and I, you know, Andor is the lowest, um, the least watched live action Star Wars show so far on Disney Plus. And everyone's like, oh, it's over in this. I'm like, no, it literally comes out on Wednesday. Friday for seven weeks was Rings of Power. Mm -hmm. And Sunday was House of the Dragon. Like, most people aren't going to do what I do. Most people don't host a Star Wars podcast. They're not going to get up at 530 and watch the episode on Wednesday morning. Most people are not going to do that. This is the advantage for consumer disadvantage for the platform owners is that it, it is streamable. I don't have to watch it right now. I can put something on the back burner and watch it later be, because, because I pay for that, right? So yeah, you're, if you're putting it out and the consumer only has so much time, they're going to prioritize. Exactly. And they're going to come, they're going to come back to your show. If it's not top of their priority list later. Now, disadvantage of that is you better hope that they do because something new might come out to take their attention away. But let's come back to these numbers in a few months and see. Because then right. everyone's going to be able to catch up. You're going to have time to catch up. So it's not, in the world of streaming shit, it's not entirely, not entirely fair to say, like, off the rip, this is a failure. Well, let's see what it picks up afterwards because hardcore Star Wars fans are going to watch this before they watch... You know, well, I told Tim Lord of the Rings, I told Tim on Star Wars and Scotch that we're also Thanksgiving break is coming. Excuse me. Thanksgiving yeah, yeah, break yeah. is coming. Christmas break is right after that. How many people are like, oh, I'll watch. I'll just watch it over Thanksgiving. You know, I'm off from work. Of course. Of course. I'll relax and, you know, pound because out you all have the that option. Right. Granted, it's it's like 45. It's like 35 minutes to an hour each episode. And there's 12, which by then, which is going to be great. But most people are, are probably not most, but a, a large chunk of people are probably saying like, oh, I'll just watch, I'll just watch it then. It's fine. You know, I'll just watch it. Right. Over. And I don't think it's anything wrong with that. Like you said, we're in the age of streaming where you have that ability. I did that with The Expanse. I didn't watch The Expanse until like three months ago. Right. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm you just watching. Um, what's the other HBO show? The Flight Attendant. I haven't even seen that. That show, if you want like a murder mystery plot twist, just like fun adventure, that show is fantastic for that. Really? Um, yeah, and I didn't even know they had a season two, so I'm, I just finished season one last week because it's one of those shows I watch when I work out and whatnot. Um, and Interesting. I finished season one, and I was like, oh, there's a season two. I thought the show just came out. So that's how behind I am on the things I do want to stream. That I, there are six second seasons coming for things I don't even know, but that's just the mindset we've created. There's no more. I have to DVR this or anything like that. Yep. Yep. You can just go find it. There's an app. I think you have it too. Cause Pete showed us called real good. R E E L good. You just Great type app. in the name of the movie or the show you want to watch and you plug in which platforms you own and it'll say it's available on these platforms that you own. If you don't own it or if it's not available, a platform you own, it'll say it's also available on these platforms or you can rent it or buy it on these platforms. Mm -hmm. um, or it'll just say, like, this show is not available anywhere. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, that's how I feel it, it went up. But with that in mind, and this is what I was getting at, if you are going to sit there and compare it to all these other shows, House of the Dragon became people's priority. That was the show they had to watch. Yes. That was the show that, like, literally on Sunday, Pete was, was popping memes into our chat. Three minutes. I am not exaggerating when I say this. Three minutes after the episode ended, 
he was popping Aegon memes into our chat. And I was like, who is ma who made these? How? It just like the credits are still on. Like how? It's, it's actually Pete pumping them out. It probably is. He just didn't want to say it. <laughs> it's Pete pumping them out. He's just putting them out there. There on meme generator. Just boom. <laughs> but um I thought it was a great cliffhanger. I liked how the last two episodes, one focused on the greens and the other one focused on the blacks. Um, that way it was, it was, you know, you got to see fully both sides prepping for this war that neither of them want. I mean, we're getting it now. You just killed, killed her kid. Um, right. That, that look at the end was like, I am going to murder each and every one of you personally. Um, <laughs> So, but it, the exciting thing I think is going to be, and, and this is, I think, a, a season two early thing, is going to be the rush to do what Damon's already doing and get as many dragons as you can to fight for you and to bond with your family. Mm -hmm. Now, I was trying to count, and I know I, this information is available on the internet, but I feel like the blacks have more valerians that don't have dragons that can bond with dragons then i think the only one that doesn't have a dragon on the greens is the sister who i also believe mm -hmm. is aegon's wife so the the one that know, likes the you. bugs yes <clears throat> so the real question is going to be where if if, if they have more to bond the right the, the the fighting is going to occur over spawn locations, right? To video game terms, because they obviously know where these eggs are. Because you saw you saw what's his face go in and grab Damon and Renera have all the eggs at Dragonstone, right. and they so, have but Viserys dragon, which was the one he was singing to, was also at Dragonstone. Okay, because Dragonstone the is the ancestral the home of the Targaryen. Well, after Valeria, home of the Targaryens. So they they have their own dragon pit there. The dragon right, pit right, at King's so Landing was built. Is that the only place that eggs are being produced? I think those eggs that we saw are the only eggs that we know of at the time. Currently, right. right. That's the, that's the that's the latest clutch. Right, but it also says that eggs could take up to a hundred years to hatch, which is what we learned in Game of Thrones. Because as her so three eggs, they, they are, could be far outside their generational. Right. Now, all of this is readily available if you don't want to speculate or if you know already. You can go on Wikipedia. You can read Fire and Blood. This is all information. The question becomes, what is Ryan Condal going to change? That's the question. Like, what is he going to make a little bit different? He already, the end of this episode, which is the huge catalyst, in the book, Aemon purposefully kills Lysaris with Vagar. Like, it is mm -hmm. not an accident. He kills him. And then goes back to King's Landing. He's like, I killed my cousin. In this, we can clearly see he did not mean to kill because they were both yelling at their dragons. You know, listen to me, listen to me. Um, and both dragons went rogue, which to me goes back to the beginning of season one when Viserys said that our power over the dragons is merely an illusion. Like we have a bond with them, but we do not control right. them. It's 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 more of a partnership and less of a control thing, but the realm Which, doesn't know that. Yeah. So I'm curious how that comes into play. Cause I feel like the dragons going rogue wasn't, I feel like Viserys saying that these dragons going rogue, I feel like there's going to be more of that. And, and to my knowledge, and you can correct us on socials, old fashioned pod or old fashioned podcast. 
to my knowledge, that is something that's not really played out in the books. That relationship? The fact that they, like the dragon, they don't control them. Right. It's, as we saw. Um, I can't and, speak. I haven't read the books. I don't know. Well, the, the Fire you, and Blood book is apparently a lot like the Cimmerillion, where it's more of like a history. Oh, okay. And, and then the Fire and Blood book is a historic recount from a maester. But that maester is is telling the story after the war, and there's a lot of bias, allegedly, from that maester, because I don't want to say who wins in case you don't know. But the winning side, like that's that's who the maester is. is. So the theory is that Martin and Ryan Condal and HBO are using this saying like the canon actual story is what's playing out on the show. Hmm. So the book is this biased retelling of the story where where the greens are painted as the bad guys. Okay. And this is more the true story where the greens aren't as bad as they seem and the blacks aren't as good as they seem type of thing. Such is life. <laughs> I'm uh, one of the other funniest things that I keep laughing at is everyone's all these TikTok videos now are coming out where everyone's like how disgusted they were at first that Rhaenyra was marrying her uncle. And now they're like hashtag team black and, you oh. know, like, yeah, like everyone's oh, I mean, like, of course, there had to be incest well, in this, right? Well, they're kind of cute. So the one, the meme that Pete sent that made me laugh, and this is so dark and so evil, but it only fits on this podcast. So I'm going to say it here was the one, you know, the, the one where the guy like is holding the hand of the girl and he's like looking over his shoulder and looking at, you know, the other girl walking by him. And he yeah. was, um, he was a uh, game of Thrones house of the dragon. And then the girl he was holding hands with was, um, Oh shit! Now I gotta find it. I forget what the one that he was looking <laughs> away. I gotta find this one. It was too good. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I really, really, I'm excited, and I think they earned the trust back, and that's why they put like seven new Game of Thrones shows on the docket. I think they earned it. I I kind of find it disheartening that that they lost it to begin with. I guess. Again, I'm, I look at all those seasons, and that was a lot of seasons of just fucking home runs. And the last season was, yeah, meh. Here it is. So it's Game of Thrones. House of the Dragon is the guy. The the girlfriend he's holding hands with says titties and wieners. And then (laughs) the woman walking by by him says like seven miscarriage scenes. And I was like, oh, my God, that's fucking dark. (laughs) But I'm laughing. Um, Oh, that's pretty good one. Yeah. And if you're new to this show, like Mike and I have an obnoxiously dark sense of humor. So um (laughs) That's just a little taste of our dark sense of humor. But yeah, oh, that one too good. That one was just way, way, way ridiculous, but it was too funny not to bring up. That is um, awesome. Yeah. So and the other big thing that they changed from the books um, was the king knowing the song of ice and fire that a, that something bad will rise in the north and that the king of Westeros has to or queen has to be able to unite the realm against what's going to come mm-hmm. from the north. You know, and at the end of the day, we all know John is the one that's like the song of ice and fire because he is he is truly the song of ice and fire because he's half Targaryen and half Stark. Have you Uh, seen these? uh, A lot of people now are reaching back into the all the seasons of um, Game of Thrones and they're bringing forward lines and stuff said by certain characters that are related to exactly what's happening now or what was like foretold or I guess pretold. 
or no, Game of Thrones is in the future of this. So Game of Thrones is like a hundred and at this point, like 160 something years or 150 something years in the future ahead. Yeah. So it's like them recalling back to what was history then and showing it play out now. Well, it's really, it really cool. If you're paying attention at one point in the show, Princess Shireen, Stannis's daughter, tells mm. this entire story in three minutes. Yes, th- that's that might be what I'm referring to, because they put it out on. I keep seeing clips or whatever it is, reels, whatever yeah. the fuck, whatever, like mini short platform video. Yeah, because she's a history history buff. And I was like, so she's like, that's fucking cool. Yeah, she's like, oh, the story of Princess Rhaenyra and, you know, all that yes. stuff. So they're just telling that story. There's mm-hmm. lots of things that will come out in the future um, if, as long as they keep. Because now, now you've proven this. You've proven that we had Marvel. Marvel was the first proof of concept that you can take an IP. You can make all of this TV and movie content around it and keep an ever growing story. You know, one of my favorite Marvel means is yeah. kids in 2035 having, you know, 600 Marvel movies and television shows to watch just to get started to keep the journey going. But that's <laughs> that's what they're doing. They're making this evergreen storytelling. Now, other IPs have tried and failed. I will say Star Wars has not nailed it yet. They're just starting to get their footing with television but they haven't added movies to the mix in a, in a, in, a, in a cohesive way the way marvel has dc's has been an abject and That's absolute true. failure which we'll talk about later in, in the show um and now but now you're seeing game of thrones i think is the second big one to come in and be like cool we can tell other stories in westeros now and you're going to get more content because of it uh netflix has their rights to narnia ah uh, yes so I'm hoping like each book of yes. Narnia is a, is a season of a show. Um, I think that would be great. seven seasons. Boom, done. Have a nice day. And, you know, for those of you that are like, oh, it's stupid Christian allegory. If you haven't read all the Narnia books, you probably should. Because by the end of the world in Narnia, which is book seven, some dark ass shit happens. And it's really, really, really good stuff. Also, if you're like Lord of the Rings, Tolkien is and they were they were buddies and they wrote together, um, you know, and that's what Amazon wants to capture with Rings of Power. And that's actually what Netflix pitched the Tolkien estate. And the Tolkien estate was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't want to do this. Um, Idiots. Yeah. So I think, but that's Idiots. the way stories are going to be told as, as we get older and our kids grow up is these, they're going to, you're going to latch onto an IP and then they're going to create all of this content surrounding that IP to keep you immersed in a world that you know and tell new stories to you. Well, that's what's so uh, nice now. It's so, it's so nice about it because I mean, come growing up, it was just, Lord of the Rings movies. And what you got was it. Unless yeah, you read the books, right? Yep. And that's it. You're done. Oh, I really love this world. I love what's going on. I want more. Well, you didn't have an option for more. No more. No more. This is what we're giving you when you're done. And that's because that's all that anybody had. That's all they had access to. And now it's grown and you can have more and you can have lots more. And I'm glad that it's like this because you're diving in. It's just a matter of whether you're happy with the direction that they're diving. Right. And, and, and it's because also because the nerds now, like the ones that us, our age, a little bit older, that grew up with comic books, reading Lord of the Rings, reading Narnia, right. reading Song of Ice and Fire, we're in control now. We're the consumer. We're the director. We're the executives in the boardroom. Like the, it's us now. And it's like, oh, well, there's all of these stories that are untapped. We don't have to keep telling you know, yes. we don't have to keep remaking, you know, uh, the longest yard They're aware over, of that now over and over again. 
uh, every every 30 years to, you know, tell a story like there's all of this untapped potential. You know, whoever gets to things like Warhammer 40K and wants to play the pay the obnoxious because that's the problem with Warhammer is Games Workshop super picky about who touches their IP and then their licensing fees are insane. It is Um, it is it is so comical that they are like that because somebody's going to pay it. Yeah, but uh, the amount of shitty, shitty, shitty games that they allow to go out is absolutely comical that you would not want an Amazon or a Netflix to make it, whether it's live action or or animated, adaptation of your worlds, worlds, is, is fucking stupid. I'm excited for Star Wars. And, you know, I'm hoping House of the or Game of Thrones and HBO start following us because I know the next um, IP to follow down this route, it possibly is Fallout. But adding video games to your television show movie canon world. Star Wars was one of the first to do that when Knights of the Old Republic and stuff came out back in the day. And they're doing it again now. The next slate of Star Wars games that comes out like over the next few years. And we saw it with Jedi Fallen Order, the sequel. They're There's, all yep. canon. They all play into say, the it's story. All more storytelling, right? And 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 you get characters from the world that you know, like Saw Gerrera is in Jedi Fallen so, Order. For people like you and I, and people who I, I listen to us, I imagine that be, that benefits us greatly because we we consume every bit, right? Whether it's movies, TV shows, video games, we get to it, consume all of it. Other people, maybe not so much. Maybe they're not into gaming and they don't they don't get that extra part of it. So they kind of miss out on a leg of what's going on. But for us, that's incredible. And I can't tell you how excited I am for another uh, Battlefront game. Well, mo- most most people our age play games in some way, shape or form, whether it's mobile or console. Xbox put out a report saying that the Xbox Series S is selling so well right now with that Game Pass bundle. Of course, because people like the idea of like, I can plug this in. I hook it up to my Internet and I'm done. Mm -hmm. I I have a whole catalog. I can play. I can do cloud gaming and not download it, which right now cloud gaming there. Xbox claiming 22 million people use cloud gaming. If I'm one of those people, I'm a very unhappy consumer because cloud gaming has never worked for me um, so far. The only cloud gaming that works really, really, really well is GeForce Now. GeForce Now is incredible. That is like black. Isn't that ma- funny? No one's talking about that. It's like black magic, dude. I have no idea. No but input no lag. No one's talking about whatsoever. it. It is the only thing. I got the Logitech G Cloud. The only thing that works on the Logitech G Cloud, Mike. The only thing is GeForce Now. Everything else is input mm. delay. Doesn't work. Garbage. Whatever. GeForce Now. what is GeForce Now costing right at the moment? Is it five You can bucks? do it for free if you want. If you do it for free, you don't get access to one of the 3080 rigs. You can only play for an hour before mm-hmm. you have to reset and do that, and you have to wait in a queue. So if you want to try it to see if you like it before you buy it, go try it. Go try it right now. Go download it. Go have fun. Crazy. Go nuts. But no one is talking. No one is talking about it. I remember no. early on that it was it was brought up in. in uh, it was brought up every once in a while, but it was always in comparison to, or rather, it was like a. Um, Excuse the expression. I'm forgetting it. Like a like a tail. Uh, like it was chasing the coattails. Yeah. Of um, Stadia and nope, whole different and, animal. And Microsoft and cloud gaming, whole different animal. But it, right. 
But it's it, I don't. It was always talked about in the conversation with those two. I don't. It is what it. But no one is talking about it right now, and it, it's like you're missing out. We worked with a company called Shadow that basically runs on the same process, but it's it's a fully functioning PC, so you could do work remotely that way or however you want using Smart. their remote in PCs. And the GeForce Smart. Now technology is exactly the same. You're using it one of their gaming rigs. But the thing that I don't I mean, understand is the input lag. Like, how, how, how? It just doesn't make any sense. Every other cloud gaming thing, Xbox cloud gaming, every experience I've had is absolute dog shit. I've tried on a laptop, G Cloud, you name it, different networks, everything. It's always dog shit. I hate it. It's terrible. The the um, uh, Steam Link and stuff, it's okay. I, I had Steam Link. I had the original, the, the, the rectangle that you got. It, yeah, it's, that? it's okay. I had that hardware. It I, it never really worked that great for me. But I mean, even before that, before Steam Link, PSP had remote play. Remember that? Yes, and that actually worked decent. It wasn't great. It was decent. If, it was if playable. your home network could handle it, it was pretty good. Then you <coughs> then you move forward, and PS4 released all again remote play to your laptop. Right. You could have your PS4 on and you could remote play to a PC or you're like, I would do it to my laptop and use a controller, right? They had that. Then you fast forward to Steam Link and here we are today. But it makes, why would you not, if you were to break it down to a consumer, right? NVIDIA makes the GPUs for this stuff. They make the processors. They make right. all this other shit. Why would you not want that company? And I'm not an, nvidia fanboy by any stretch of the imagination i think their price points are garbage right garbage what they're charging for gpus right now and there's a reason why your third-party card sellers such as evga which we haven't touched on in this show yet are pulling out evga is done fuck nvidia yeah, yeah and i don't blame them it's sad to see in it's sad to see evga because i have an evga card and i love it I, i'm still running a 1080 ti because i have an evga for the win three it's right. phenomenal. And it's sad to see them gone. And I think NVIDIA is what they're doing on that business end. I, I It's sad as a consumer to see that because I'm like, you guys are, this is dog shit. But right. if you're talking about a get the best graphics you can as, at a, as a cloud customer, right. why would you not consider them? No, no, no one's I mean, talking about them. It's crazy. It's like the best kept secret. And like I said, if you're getting yes, a Logitech G no Cloud, talking about it. GeForce Now like is a must subscription for the Logitech G Cloud, in my opinion. And crazy. apparently you can use Shadow, what I was talking about earlier on it, too. Everything else is was not ready. All of the Xbox stuff, like I cannot for the life of me get my Xbox Series S to connect. I've tried it on two of them because I have the Office one and the one at home. I cannot get either of them to connect to the G Cloud. It gets dude. stuck. It says hit enable. I hit enable on the Xbox. Nothing happens. So and, and apparently that's an app issue because people have had the same problem with their phones because the G cloud at the end of the day is literally a, it's a game pad with an Android tablet base. Um, so you can play mobile games like I have Diablo Immortal on mine and whatnot. But um, uh, yeah, the Steam Deck, we, we went way off course, but this is a fun conversation. The Steam Deck is yes. great. I um, want one, dude. For they what look it is, so good. Now I have Gotham Knights on my Steam Deck, and we can talk about Gotham Knights in a second. Um, and it, it, you have to keep it on like medium to low settings and whatnot. But you have to remember too, because people always bitch about this. 
that is a small screen. It is a is a big screen for a portable device. It is a small screen. So if you're playing at you 720 don't need high resolution, if you're playing at 720p with medium to low settings, it, it looks OK. It's good. It, enough. It is good enough. That is my point. It is good mm -hmm. enough. It is good and enough. I, I'm to say I have a fully functioning computer in my hand while I'm laying in bed playing right. a brand new PC game with with high restrictions. Triple A. Yeah. And you, you know, when you look at an old game and you're like, there's no way that game looked like that like the old Call of Duty or Medal of Honor yes. or something like that. You're like, there's no way that game Super, looked like that. Because the yeah. way I remember it is way different. That's what it reminds me of. Because after like a 30 seconds of being like, this doesn't look like it looks on my PC, I forget. And I'm just literally Nightwing running around Gotham beating the shit out of people. I'm, I'm not going to lie as... Well, I just told you what card I'm still running, right? Right. It is not top of the line anymore. No, I have a 2080. Uh, yeah, I honestly... Any any FPS player will tell you if you're competitive, you're not running shit high anyways, man. You're running any any real gamer goes to lower settings because you get more frames per second. Right. Right. And you can that's, react that's to things where, much quicker. Right. So I'm downgrading a lot of my stuff anyways. I'm not saying that's how you have to play. But so the, the flip to that is if I'm playing a game like The Witcher or if I'm playing a story driven game, I would like my shit to look as crisp as possible. Right. I I might go to a 3080 like maybe sometime next year because just now, just now I'm starting to see that the 2080 is starting to like it's starting so to get up there on demand for, for performance. 20 20 series seems like a tough nut to crack because that was a high price point and it, they haven't seemed to gotten away from it. And early adopters were like, yeah, it just I looked at the 20 series and I was like, dude, my 10 is still for the money is still outperforming. Why would I upgrade? Honestly, the only card I would be interested in right now is a 3080 or a 3090, 3080 Ti or a 3090. And I, I would I would try to get the EVGA card, honestly. Might be hard. But now. your best bang for your butt is but buck is the founders edition right. from them. Yeah. Which which we could talk about that. We, we we touched on it briefly. I touched on it with the NVIDIA being fucking shitheads. They are selling their processors to these third party companies, and then they're actively undercutting the companies. Yes. With their FE line. So it's like what why would you stay? Ain't like like why would you stay? You can't look at EVGA and blame them for the decision they're making because, right. yeah, why would I put R&D into a product that you're just going to undercut me on? Right. But that yeah, that used to be the whole benefit of buying third-party cards. Right. Was they put better research and development into their cool, better cooling and, and you, you almost guaranteed a better processor, right? And, and all this other shit. It doesn't make sense now because the FE cards are straight undercut. And these companies are just losing money. From a business standpoint, why would you stay a partner with them? Yep. Sad. It, it is. It is. And, you know, I think NVIDIA is in a place where they, you know. They, what they're charging for 40 series is laughable. I, I, um, It's not even a thought to go get one for me. Now, no. if I'm in if I'm in video production or something like that. I'm building something in Unreal 5. I, I went to a tech conference on Friday and there's so much cool stuff coming from Unreal 5 that has practical real world case uses, mm -hmm. yes. especially in VR and places like that, like the medical industry, um, you know, uh, military to protect people, things like that. 
then you go out and you get a 40 series because that is important for you to stay at the forefront of technology because that's your business. You know, one right. company I, I, I met with, um, and it was really just because I was interested in the product, not like business wise, but they're basically, they're coming up with ways, they're creating the ready player one scenario. So oh surgeons, so surgeons can learn in More VR, accurate. in VR, how to, you know, do their, their craft, but it has things like haptic feedback and, and whatnot. Sure. So they're developing that technology. Yes, I, I, you're going to go get a 40 VR series. Training. But you, you're well, going to you go get a to for those. 40 series because, well, you're, you're, you're at the forefront of, of, of bringing humanity right. to new levels and you need the greatest technology there is. And, and even, even the, the slight performance boost from the 40 from the 30 is going to make a difference in your world. Sure. But our if world, you are playing COD casually. You don't need a 40. <laughs> you can have a 2080 Ti and you will be fine. I'm running on a 10 and it's dude they so far I will say this so far because I mean I, I I don't you have you started the campaign yet nope I'm literally downloading the game right now I just got I'm my not code gonna lie morning. man I'll tell you what I'll tell you what they really optimized it so far so far it is not my 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 rig is handling it phenomenally yeah I am very impressed at the optimization so far. Yeah. It, it, to circle back to what you were saying, dude, it is so fucking sad. It is so sad to see NVIDIA literally making PC gaming unaffordable. It is not the illusion. Best interest anymore. The illusion. That's the problem. It's the illusion because what happens is then you have companies like I love um, Meta PCs and Zach and, and that whole crew over there. Right. But now they have to keep up with market demand, so they have to go after 40s and put them in their high-end PCs. You mm -hmm. know, Power GPU, uh, uh, Jesse's doing the same thing. He has to go and keep up with market demand and put the 40s in there. And, and then how, it becomes but how a much competition. More, right, and how much more do they have to charge now to make to keep their company running? Bingo. And, then, and now they have to compete against other companies with the same thing they do. Meanwhile, it's, I'm the guy that's like looking at their inventory like, you got any new rigs with those 30s in there that you got lying around? That, but that's, I'll grab one of those. You need to get them before they're going off the market and it's scalpers aside and crypto miners aside like yeah that was a that's that even a dead problem that's dead now thank god thank god like 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 fucking they those assholes and it was it was off the top it was everything it was ps5s it was gpus it was just everything the scalpers were just fucking horrible the last series um what they're charging man i paid which i thought was a lot at the time for a flagship TI card, you could not get higher than a 1080. Flagship card, I paid $700 for. They that's want not like bad. Double. No, compared to today, they want double for that shit. Yeah. For it's it it is crazy to me what Nvidia is trying to charge for a card. Yeah. It is it is absolutely insane. And I, I you know Intel, come on. Not again, not that I'm an Intel fanboy, but let's get more GPUs in the market to be competitive. Let's force them to drive this shit down. They won't. I, I mean, correlating statistic. PlayStation and Xbox finally have enough units to meet the holiday demand this year. They're both saying right. there will be plenty in the market. You'll be able to go to Target or, you know, Toys R Us or whatever and grab one off Color the shelf. Color me not impressed. And put it under your tree. But it's two years too late. That's the problem. Exactly. 
Exactly. Because you know what's going to happen? You know, you, you know exactly what's going to happen, Kevin. Well, no, because you know what's going to happen. The retailers, because they're, they're, they're selling them physically, like Amazon and them will only get so many. So Target. So you're literally going to have to like have a team of people, which again, it will happen. You're right. To go in there and buy because they're limiting them to one each. Mm, we hope. And on top of that, bro, on top of that, what happens to every console midlife? It breaks. Well, what do the companies do midlife of a product? Oh, they do the next, the, not the next gen. They do the enhanced version they, of the console. They do the midlife upgrade. But here's the problem. This is the first so, next gen console we've got that acts just like its predecessor okay. has slightly better processing power mm-hmm. and de- granted i can see the difference between an, a, a, a previous gen and this gen mm-hmm. but so many people didn't care as much this time around i mean when it was unattainable why would you care right and then the punishment on that end is you know when they have these annual games and they're like, oh, Madden's going to be the previous gen version on PC. Mm. That's like, it, why? PC so has better when, hardware. When they, right, when they release, you know, <coughs> PS5 Pro or P- PS5 Slim Pro Ultra, whatever the fuck it is, you know it's coming. You know it's It coming. is. No, it, it's been announced and, that both of them have stuff in the yep. pipeline for next and year. And if you haven't purchased a PS5 yet, I mean, why would you not go for the, the new the new one with the updated shit is right. what you're going to go for. And there's going to be no stock of that. They're also doing no a, They're also raising the price of both consoles next year. How much? A hundred? I didn't say. It just said there will wait, be a wait, price wait, increase wait, wait. after they're, the holidays. Pra- raising price increase of the base unit or the pro unit? To meet, meet inflation. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. You. Fuck you. You dirty sons of bitches, man. To meet, to meet inflation costs. Really? Yep. Really. People who were clamoring for these for how for how long now? And they fucking couldn't because of you pricks. And now you're going to raise the price. Fuck you. Fuck you. What does it cost them to build these shits? Nowhere near what the fuck it costs to sell, to what people are paying for it. I mean, the funny part is, is they say they lose money on selling consoles individually. Yeah, I know. I... Fuck you. We j- literally just said, what, what, what's the performance upgrade from a four to five? Um, it's again, it's it's I don't know the exact stats, but it's things like lighting and nobody gives a shit frames, you know, and until some of these games start using Unreal 5, which only a few are at this point, you're really not going to see the major differences until that happens. Is Is Xbox raising their prices? Both of them are. Dude, Xbox kind of so did this thing so where they got everyone six hundred dollars now for a PlayStation. Uh, I think it's is it five ninety nine? PS five. Yeah, current. So it's going up to what? Uh they didn't say. <laughs> so it's undisclosed pricing that they could change at any time. I mean, the interesting thing is you're hitting the point where these consoles are going to cost as much as a PC. Old PCs, and you know who does now. it. You know who doesn't care about that? Microsoft. Current PC. Well, yeah, of course, because they win on both ends. They get you coming and they get you going. Yep. 
PlayStation, Nintendo. Well, no, PlayStation is the one that has to stay in competition. Nintendo is their own ecosystem. They don't have to do anything. They can do whatever they want. Nintendo, with why you never see Nintendo titles go on sale. Nintendo oh titles God. never depreciate. I you will pay full price for every Nintendo title. I should have sent you this thing. There was a video last night. Remember in Dark Knight when Joker slides down the, the slide like of cash in the warehouse? Yeah, okay. And he gets to the bottom and he goes, where's the Italian? Someone had that and at the bottom it says Nintendo when they need a cash infusion. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Where's the Italian? Because it's true. They just uh, like here's Mario's, you know, dick butt game that we pulled out of our ass. Dude, any any Nintendo IP, any Nintendo IP, you will pay full price forever, always. All right. Every once in a while they'll run a sale, but it it never. It's not like you can. The only time you're going to get a Nintendo IP on sales, you go to GameStop, you buy it used. Before we run out of time on all of the other stuff we want to talk about, so um. This week, it was announced because the Warner Brothers Discovery merger has been a nightmare. If you're a fan of DC, I'm a huge Batman person, so it's been terrible to watch. Oh, what? I talked about this with Paul, but I didn't talk about it with you. What, this merger? The announcement? DC in in general and where they're. Well, it was announced this week. Uh, ironically, on the same day that they announced the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, which I am insanely excited for because mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon, just Kevin Bacon, not Kevin Bacon as a character. Kevin Bacon himself is now MCU canon because apparently he's going to get kidnapped by the Guardians of the Galaxy. And it just seems hilarious. Um, That's awesome. I think the premise is that Star-Lord is a fan of Kevin Bacon. So um, I Drax- mean, naturally, well, um- Drax and Mantis go and kidnap him to make Star-Lord happy for the holiday. I don't know. It just That's looks, incredible. It just looks hilarious. Uh, anyway, uh, but it was announced this week because, as you know, James Gunn is on his last Guardians movie. Um, most of the actors that play the Guardians said, like, they can't do any more. Like, Dave Bautista literally said, like, I can't. I, I, it's very difficult to get in Drax shape for me at my age because he's almost 60. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So pretty impressive. Um, and I know Bradley Cooper's done. Um, so uh, I'm sure they're either going to kill them and do a multiverse switch to bring in new Guardians or something like that, whatever it may be. Um, but it was announced this week that James Gunn will be the co-CEO of DC. Uh, mm. It was announced yesterday they're not calling it the DC uh, Entertainment Universe anymore. It's just the DC Universe now. So it's DCU, MCU. Okay. Um and um, James Gunn is basically going to be in charge in the way Kevin Feige is at Marvel. Interesting um, move. Which apparently there was a whole thing with Kevin Feige this week where they showed him the script to the new Avengers movie and he threw furniture and told everyone, I hate this fucking job because he hated the script. He said it was terrible. So apparently what? they're going back to the drawing board to rewrite what? the entire script to that Avengers movie. Yep. I saw that this morning. Um, Holy shit. But Kevin Feige also said, and I quote... I'll be first in line to see anything James Gunn creates for GC for DC. That's a compliment. Wow. It is. I mean, the guy That's did a huge three compliment. amazing movies for him. Suicide Squad. The second one is so good. That's so that's what I want to touch on with you. That's exactly what I want to touch on with you. Go ahead. And you've said it in the past, and I wholeheartedly agree. What DC has that MCU does not is phenomenal villains. Oh, the Batman rogues gallery is the best in all of comic bookdom, hands down. Phenomenal villains. Why do they not lean into that? What villain? Re- like, 
Suicide Squad did phenomenal. Even in even in Gotham Knights, you're on your way to meet Harley at Blackgate Prison, and J, uh, Red Hood says like. Yeah, uh, Harley got major credit for time served because she worked on some government shit or something. Like, like little Easter egg. But, but you have you have all this right. You have the the bad guys who are like like borderline anti heroes because they're doing shit for the government and this and that. Right? Why are we not leaning into that? So I mean, they hard? did that with Joker. The but movie. That's what I'm saying. These hugely successful have been villain oriented villain base even my my kid as much as he looks batman this he is non-stop with the villains which kind of concerns me a little bit to a degree but he is super into the bad guys i mean i love and he knows i love joker i i've i've i'm i think joker's character even the different iterations of it it's really hard to fail because the setup for him has just been so and the and the older he gets the darker they make him. But is there not just, it, there's so much, it feels like unwanted MCU potential in the villains. Well, they and also, just, they also need to be brought the, into the new era the same way that Matt Reeves like made the Riddler for the Batman. Right. But how many fucking Batman movies have we had where it's about Batman? Not enough. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but like for real, they, it's like a gold mine in their villains. That's why I think you should make the for a while, at least separate Batman from DC, the rest of the characters, because mm -hmm. Henry Cavill's back is Superman. But he said he's going to be gold, gold. Well, he's going to be making appearances. He's not getting his own movie or show or at the beginning or anything. OK, so he's going to be showing up in everyone's movies, which I believe he's in Black Adam, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Actually, um, I heard really good things about. Well, Black Adam's another Joker. Like, I hated the Joker. I've said it a million times. But regardless right. of my feelings, um, you know, media hated it. Fans loved it. So Black Adam is is following that trend. Mm. Um, but um, I lost my train of thought there. But yeah, so. Rogue's have, galleries. Yeah, the, the, the enemies they have. But the ones they've explored, some of them kind of kind of suck. Sure. Like Black Manta in Aquaman. I was like, is he really the best we could come up with? Right, yeah, it can't all be bangers, but I, they have such a huge. I don't know. I just I look at it and I'm like, man, let's let's scrap the four kids portion, right? Because let's face it, your target audience right now is not looking for a PG rated film. No, in DC, definitely not. No, so lean into it. We're doing R rated across the board, and we're going with. You dark. can still make stuff for kids. Look what Marvel does. Of course, of they course, make but, they I make mean, Spidey and Friends and all this stuff, and then you can sell the merchandise. You can and sell the merchandise. It. That's what they care yeah. about. He eats it up, eats it up. But like you're trying to recapture audience, you're trying to bring a, a level of trust back. Like who looks at a DC movie right now, aside from Batman hardcore fans? And is excited. Like no one fucking well, talks did, about DC. They did Titans, the show that was like the supposed to be the darker version of Teen Titans. On it's on HBO. I forget. I think it was WB before that. It's called Titans. It's just called Titans. Yes, I didn't HBO. even know that was out. My so, kid loves Teen Titans. So the uh, season one apparently is a train wreck and it's terrible. And their whole hook was that it was supposed to be the world without Batman. Um, that world without Batman. And you know, even in the trailer, this is the most edgy like teenage like drama like 
thing I could see. And the reason I haven't watched it yet, but now I'm being told season two and three and they introduced Red Hood in season three, like got so much better. But season one, there's this clip where Robin like whips around all dramatically and he's like, fuck Batman. And like does this thing. And I was just like, I am not watching this. This is this is like Twilight for. But then everyone said, "Okay, yes, you're right. Season one. But season two and three, like really ramped up and got better. And then, like you said, they brought Red Hood in in season three. So I mean, even in the cartoon, uh, he was constantly trying to there's there's even an episode of Teen Titans where they get rid of all the good guys. Like they get rid of the superheroes so that they could be the superheroes and the world just goes to (laughs) shit. Right. So, you know. They're exploring that. I think James Gunn is the catalyst, though, because like Suicide Squad was just the, the first 10 minutes of Suicide Squad just set the tone. It was, a, of it was great. Why the old I hate, movie I hate Weasel? I hate well, why the old Suicide Because he, he made it as it was essentially a sequel, but it was right. the same name as that one. And then, right. um, you know, he like killed off all the characters except Harley that were in the previous movie in the first 10 minutes. Remember? It's uh, pretty cool. It's just funny. It's just it was yeah. very funny and done very well. And I think that's I the tone that I DC. I think Matt Reeves's portrayal of Batman was perfect. You know, the Riddler, the Penguin, they all just fit into that world so nicely. So that's why I say separate them. Make a Gotham verse because Batman can exist just fine on his own. Oh, he does not need the rest dude. of DC. Well, that's where yes. they were going. That's where they were yes. going. Yes. Because they were going to do the Gotham, Gotham PD verse. show. They're going to do the Penguin show. And Matt Reeves was supposed to be in charge of all of it. <laughs> and make a second Batman movie. Yes. And then let the other DC bring Gal back. Bring her back. Yep. She's a great Wonder Woman. Bring yep. Jason Momoa yep. back. He's the only thing on the planet that can make Aquaman cool. There's nobody else. True. Bring True. The, the kid in that played the Flash on the WB. Bring him in to replace the psycho Ezra Miller. Um, <laughs> um, the guy who plays M'Baku in Black Panther, the big t- huge guy, yep. he yep. should be Green Lantern. Uh, John, oh. I forget his name. I forget his name. The, but now they announced yesterday that that's the Green Lantern they're going to bring to live action. So I'm so excited. Yes. I'm like, please cast him. He would be the best Green Lantern. So cool. bring him in. Bring Ray back to play Cyborg because now you got rid of the toxic people that were at the top that he had all the issues with. And then you have Henry Cavill back as Superman. There's your Justice League. Done. Be done with Ben Affleck. Cut him off. Please. Let's push him to the side. Let Pattinson, you know, and then if you do a full Justice League movie, that's when you bring Pattinson in and combine everything. James, I'm available if you need me. Um, If if only, man, if only I'm I'm more I will make my I will work on any DC project, anything Batman. You and Matt, just call me. We're (laughs) I'm all for it. I will help. Um, But yeah, like that. and, And so. Yes, I think they need to go darker. I think they can make shows for kids to sell the merchandise they want to. Yeah, that's not hard. I mean, let's, kids, they were supposed to easy. they were supposed to reboot Batman, the animated series and do like a new version of it, but be, bring back Paul Dini and the folks that originally wrote it. That'd be cool. Um, and my son is now getting into Batman. You know how long it's taken me to try and get him to watch the animated series? Now he's watching it because he was looking over my shoulder the other day when I was playing Gotham Knights. And he was like, who's that? I was like, that's Robin. See? And he's like, oh, I agree, he's would cool. love it. I'm okay. just concerned about. Um, I say that because he, I say this kind of tongue in cheek because he watched uh, Clone Wars, which is super dark. Yeah, by season three, I, that gets fun. Um, yeah. But he can Grayson can handle Batman the Animated. I used to watch Batman the Animated Series, right, Audrey, cool. when she was like five. 
Um, and it's still one I of her favorite and I, and shows. I think the killing joke and shit. When she found out that it was on HBO Max, she was like, Dad, I need your HBO Max login. I'm just going right. to. I'm just going to. And she's like, to, yeah, she's 18. So I'll, I'll put it on when he gets home from school. Yeah. I mean, there's dark episodes, but it's not dark. It's dark by like 90s cartoon standards. He's not going to grasp it. No. And it's just fun. Like we watched um, Hunter loves the Joker in that. And I'm like, that's the guy that that's Luke Skywalker. It's the same mm. person. He's like, what? No way. What? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but he thinks the Joker's like funny, and I'm like, well, he's not funny per se. He has funny moments. Um, but yeah, yeah. They, they had disturbed. a hilarious episode where one of the other gangsters leaves Joker like all these millions of dollars, and then halfway through the episode, you realize that it wasn't all real money. It was half fake, and Joker's blown <laughs> through most of it, and now he owes the IRS more than <laughs> what he spent because he he filed his taxes based on. <laughs> what he thought he had so now he's got to go back to his life of he crime to like taxes because he's like he's like i may be crazy but i don't mess with the with the government like he says a line like that at one point <laughs> or i don't mess with the irs something along those lines it's very funny um but those jokes go over their head they're for you and me um right. but yeah no batman the animated series is, is in my opinion it's one of the greatest superhero animated shows ever made it's like a, it. it's like a 97 percent or 98 percent on rotten tomatoes now if you want to have some fun you go into hbo max you watch the animated like killing joke that's rated r see but see that's what i think about because that's great but that's where my mind goes with like dc's never had a problem with making good animated content that's actually been their no. bread and butter marvel struggles harder with making animated content than dc dc just needs to get live action under control and i think james gunn is the one to do that so I'm excited. You'll see anybody to do it. It would be him. I, let's talk. Let's, let's save. Think. We're going to save cod for next week before we get out of here. Well, yeah, God, we'll get to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, pl I'll play with you uh, this week. Uh, you're not off this weekend. No. Well, but during the know. day I am. OK, so we could play during the day on Saturday. Yeah. Um. So Gotham Knights, you've, you've seen the reviews and everything, right? I haven't seen the reviews, no. Okay, so it's getting... It, it, initially, it was getting ripped apart. Some of the... Justified? some of the, Some of the criticism is justified. Things like the 30 right. FPS lock on, on next-gen consoles is ridiculous. Um, it does have an optimization problem. So even, you know, on high-end rigs, there's what frame does, drops and I things. Mean, it's a little excessive beyond what is normally acceptable. That's my point. Oh, geez. If you remove that, the other... I think major problem was people were expecting the next Arkham game. And that is not what this is. They mm. make it a point because you've seen the trailers and everything. Batman's supposed to be dead. Okay. That's why the four are now in charge of of patrolling Gotham. And they made okay. in the story. There's a 10 minute cinematic in the beginning, Michael. 10 minutes. That's that's Final Fantasy 14 level. So they, they show the story. I'm not going to Aside from Batman being dead, I won't say anything because it's just you got to see it. It's really good. Um, but Batman's dead. And at first I was like, is he dead? Like, oh, I'll be back at the end of the game because my body didn't appear. Whoa. So that there was a scene where he like runs and then that's the last you see him. I'm like, oh, no, he's, he's going to be back. I mean, that's obvious. And then the four arrived to where he was. And they're like, wait, look over there. And you just see like his boots and his arm just bloody and ripped. And there's like debris all over him. 
and they pull him out and they're like picking up his dead body. Like they were like, they really wanted to drive home the fact that he's dead. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, also, do it. it's also Batman. So he could probably still not be dead, but, um, they really want, I think they just wanted him out of the picture to an extent to make, like, let the four have their day in the sun. Hmm. Um, and so he, is that not being accepted? No, no one cares about that. Things like oh, okay. the combat are what people are upset about. If you don't go in. So gameplay mechanics. If you, but here's the catch. If you don't go in and dedicate time to unlocking all the abilities, uh, fleshing out the skill trees, crafting the suits and the, and the, you have a melee and a um, ranged uh, option. And then mm. some of those have elemental damage on them. So they can have fire, they can have frost, they can have things like that. Cool. If you don't go in and you start doing all that, you will sit there and say the game sucks because you're not getting the full experience. There's no parry. In the God, in the Arkham games, there was parry. This is a dodge and retaliate game. Interesting. And if you get a perfect dodge and then you hit strike, you can have what's called a perfect strike, which is essentially kind of like a parry. And it'll do massive crit damage on the response. I'm, I'm that sounds to me like I'm. I don't know if you played near, but I'm likening that to like near automata. <coughs> I've never played near. Um, but yeah, essentially, like if you, if someone swings at you and you dodge, if you do a perfect dodge followed by a perfect attack, you will just yeah. absolutely crush them in the face, the stomach, whatever, and they will go flying and take crit damage. Interesting. Um, I'm down with that combat style. So and there's like nothing you can't dodge. That's the other thing. As long as you time your dodge, you can dodge any attack. Hmm. So it's not like there's like this thing that you have to worry Un about, like dodge or block because there's no block. It's just dodge. Right. So it's that. And then it's heavy attack, light attack. And everyone's like, oh, it's so basic combat. But then all your abilities come into play. And that's what I'm getting at. You yeah, each sounds each night has their own abilities to unlock. And each one does different things. Like Robin has this thing where he like releases this. I guess I don't know. It's like this dust stuff. And it like creates this disorientation around them. Nightwing, so far I've unlocked this thing with Nightwing. It's like this AOE strike where he hits the ground with his stick and like it like flares up and shoots out and like they, anyone in the path takes damage. Um, you know, Sweet. stuff like that. Batgirl can hack things. Um, Sounds to me like they're expecting you to play the game. That's what I'm and saying. People are very the upset. The more about it. I'm playing it, the more I'm enjoying it because I'm unlocking more things and having oh, a good time. Figure. So I think people judged it, expecting it to be an Arkham game. I will say the okay. voice, like some of the voice acting is terrible. Not all of it, but some of it. Um, but overall, and uh, the Batbike could use some work compared to what you got to do in the Batmobile in the Arkham games. Um, I could see that as a letdown. So, um, but it's, you're not on the bike that much, especially when you unlock your, whatever you're traversing, because each one has a different way to traverse the city. Aside from their grapple, everyone gets a grapple in the beginning and then you have a secondary way. Robin has a glider. I think Batgirl's cape turns into a glider. Um, Robin has a teleport and Jason can cool. do this like uh, Lazarus pit walk across the sky. Anyway, cool. <coughs> so each one and that's the other thing, too. They made they made sure that each one felt like an individual character. So the way it works is you go around the city, you collect clues, you unlock crimes that are in progress to do things. You level up, you get points, you allot them into a tree. Every time you go back to the Belfry, the night ends. 
and then you can go download all the information you collected, talk to Alfred for some of the quests to advance that plot line. Because there's that's fucking cool branching out plot lines now. Like I have a I have a Harley plot line, I have a Penguin plot line, I have a Mister Freeze cool, plot dude. line. So and I don't know if they converge or anything. Like according to Tim, they don't. Like some there are some you can beat the game and you don't even have to touch. Um, so that's really cool. And then when you're in the Belfry, you can decide which night you want to take out for that night. And each night then has their own. If you do something with a cutscene, each night has their own cutscene with that individual. So like when I went to Blackgate and I encountered Harley, I had Batgirl and she had her own conversation. I watched someone else play it and they brought Red Hood and it was like it was very similar, obviously, because they don't want to deviate. But it was a different conversation than what I had. Wow. So the replayability, if you're really crazy, is there to go back and play as different each of them. I'm sure there's an achievement for it. <laughs> I'm just messing around with each one. Each night I take a different one out just to screw around. There is advantage to like honing in on a character and just playing them. But I'm kind of like a I like to mix it up. Um, so that's that's the game, essentially. And each night you go out, you do different objectives, main quests, side quests, crimes in progress, collecting evidence um, and things like that. And then you you go. out. I would love them to bring back what the, in the Arkham games you had the crime scene investigations. They're very weak in this game compared to those. That was mm. one thing I missed from Arkham. Um, and then the only other thing it is... It all the, sounds... It's sounds really cool. It's fun. Like, I don't care what anybody's... It's like a six and a half to a seven out of ten for me. But it's fun. And a, there, there are games that don't have perfect, you know, everything that are just fun. I'm sure, sure some of, of it's course. my Batman bias, but it's just fun. Yeah, but you're not going to buy this game if you're not into Batman, so... Right. Yeah. I, I, you know I, I mean, don't, like, like if you don't like Batman, you're not buying this game. And if you're like on the fence, there's no reason to play it right the second. I guarantee you before Christmas, it'll be on sale. Just wait for it to be on sale and grab it. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like it's a really good game to play. It'd be great. Like over your, if you have Christmas break or whatever, you got like days off and you want something to just dive head first into, you know, Elden ring nailed it. I'm 10 hours in, and according to Tim, I have barely scratched the surface of the story. Wow. Impressive. Yeah. And and that's because I'm like i a side quest guy. I love to go out and complete objectives. Plus, the more you do that, the more you level up your characters. By the time you get to endgame stuff, you're kicking the shit out of everything because you're, like, maxed out. <coughs> so. And the this holiday? There's co-op. Oh. So if you got it, you could join my game. I could join your game, vice versa. I was playing with Cross Tim player, yesterday. No. It's it's no, it's platform specific. Um, so Tim came into Xbox. my world. It scaled him down. I'm on PC. Oh, um, okay. It scaled him down because I wanted to play it on Steam Deck. So it scaled him down to my world. He still had all his abilities and everything. If we did the opposite and I went to Tim's world and I let's say we did a story quest. When I left Tim's world, it would actually ask me, hey, you completed this, but you didn't reach it yet in your world. Would you like us to mark it complete in your world? Or would you like to like leave it yes. open so when you go back, you yes. can do it on your own? So they even give you that courtesy. Yes. There's no punishment. Also, there's no radius when you're in someone else's world to stay in their like pocket. You can go anywhere in the city. You can split up and do crimes separately from each other, and you both get credit you, for, for... I was going to say, are you gaining twofold then? 
Now, the only thing Tim said was his XP was really, really like his gains were low because he was he's such a higher level than me. That makes sense. Yeah, um, that was the only thing. So the only thing we wanted to test was if I went to his world, would I get like massive H XP gains because I'd be fighting enemies? You know, I'd probably if it's be scaling, scaled up. It's probably scaling the XP to you. Yeah. Right. So I would imagine that would be the question. But um, overall, I'm I think it's fun. Um watch people play it, watch some videos. But like these people that are absolutely trashing it to hell, I don't think that's fair. Now on console, I've heard one person say, my friend Chris Mills, <coughs> say that he was fine with the 30 FPS. It didn't bother him. He's also a Batman DC nut. So there might be bias there. So you again, can. I again, can't imagine you not buying this game if you're not. Yeah. Again, explore that. I'm playing at, um, you know, I have my frame rate. I capped it at 144 just in case. And then what are you getting? I'm getting like anywhere, like in a bad moment, it'll drop to like 80. Oh, um, OK, but it sits roughly around like 110, 120. All day, dude, you're good all day long. Yep. So and yeah. that's at high settings. There's one setting higher that I can do. I'm at high you're and good. I can go to highest. You're good all day long. And I could go to highest, but I just don't think the game's optimized to be on highest settings. Personally, that's a personal opinion. Mm. Um, so yeah, enjoy that. So next week, Clintus should be back. We'll talk about COD because we'll all have played it by then. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about new world. I, I wanted to, that's why I left new world off of today's conversation. Cause I know Clintus is going to want to talk about that. Um, and then, yeah, the only other thing was that like, I kind of just, I, I'm not enjoying wrath of the Lich King mainly because I'm by myself. Um, you know what I heard? A, I heard a funny concept the other day that um, guild guild gameplay or guilds in general is an antiquated concept. Uh, concept. Yeah, yes. I agree with that. Yeah, unfortunately, um, it's not like the man, old days. No, but it's so crazy to think because would your would your experience be different if you had a guild to play in? Yes, because I would have the a very similar experience to what I had back in the day. But my problem is is I'll join a guild, but the guilds don't operate like they used to. It's not this friendly atmosphere, you know, welcoming. It's Let's regimented. all discover this to together. It's like, are you going to raid? Are you yeah. going to raid? Are so, you ready to raid yet? See, that's, I think, that, in my opinion, is something WoW struggles with. Because if you join a guild in 14, I don't, I don't have that problem in 14. If I'm interested in high-end grading, I will reach out to my guild and say, hey, I would like to learn this fight. Is there anyone willing to come in? And my guild would be like, yes. Yeah, let's let's learn it. I'll show you. Let's get on chat. Or see, here's the other thing about 14. I could do that in public. I could set up a public party and just say, hey, I'm trying to learn. And there will be people who will jump in. But the very regimented, pointed guild seems to be a wow problem. Here's why. The old school mentality still exists. Right. If you're playing that. if you're playing retail, you don't go in and say, "I'd like to learn this fight." You, they'll go, "Well, do it on LFR, and after you've completed it on LFR, you know, we'll help you learn that whatever extra mechanics." Or look up this video on YouTube; it has all the information. No one's taking mm. you anymore. Those days are gone. <coughs> look, I know there's That's exceptions to the problem. rule. Somebody's going to tweet course. at me and of be course. like. Kevin, join my but, guild and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and I'm course. sure you could find the perfect guild in the perfect scenario. 
the general consensus and going out and doing the extra work to find that guild is what I don't have time to do. I will say this, and I can't I can't remember the guild name, and I apologize. But so uh, someone who I play WoW with, or I, or I used to play WoW with when I played more when I played retail more regularly, I've kind of stepped away from retail as a regular um, regular in my rotation. It's more of a casual every once in a while. But I used to play with Rocket, um, and the guild that he belongs to that would be the exception of the rule because holy shit were they friendly were they helpful i mean he was dragging me through mythics that dungeons that i, I mean i was not just to help me just to help me uh, those guilds uh, exist but that what you're yes. describing is how i used to play back in bc they they that guild was like damn like this they are beyond helpful beyond nice everything was oh no like i died or i oh my bad no worries man like like and they were fully aware and this is before the changes to mythic dungeons came into play but they in my opinion would be the exception to that commonality like that common wow guild i'm sure there's plenty of that out there sure my problem is it's not commonplace it used to be it's not it's not it's you know, not. Will, you used to see guild spam that would say like, hey, you know, we're prepping for raid. Um, we'll help teach you and gear you in guild spam. You join that guild. Or I'm, yeah, no, I would love help. Can you help? Like, what nights do you guys do this? Can can someone mm-hmm. drag me through heroics so I can get gear on my all, you know, stuff like that. Now, Rob came to me and said like, oh, join our guild and, uh, you know, we'll do this. My problem is I'll be playing with everyone's alts. And I know the consistency there will not be there, especially when Rob was like, hey, we down Neltharion with three Drakes up on week two. It's just, it's not, it's not the same thing. So I hit level set. I'm like almost level 75 and I'm just like, I'm not enjoying this the way I thought I would. Hmm. My nostalgia, my nostalgia boner is worn off. Okay. And you know, I can't even get a mage. I've asked like at least 20 times in general chat and offered to pay. I cannot get a mage to port me to Dalaran so I can get my heart there. What? Yeah. Like just little things like that. One kid was even like join a guild and find that's like the best way to get a mage. So at this point, I'm going to put my effort in WoW into retail because I just feel like with the skill trees coming back, Things like that, it'll be more of the experience that I want, but it'll cater to me as a filthy casual on a level that I'm okay with. That's sad that you can't even get in Gen Chat something as simple as that. I had How one often mage. Does it take? I had. I said. I said. Um, what did I say? Twenty five gold. You know, ports Dalaran. One guy messaged me back. He goes one hundred and fifty. To 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 fucking spawn in and create to, to click a button. Like, yeah. To join a to join a fucking instance for two seconds, click a button and say goodbye. So you know, and now that the oh the God. dragonflight patch is is down, I guarantee you interest in wrath is going to slowly just drop until they release yeah, Alduar. Absolutely, Alduar will give it another boost when they release the Alduar raid. So uh, here's so that like hurts my brain. You know my my initial experience with WoW in general was super poor. Yes. Super poor. Dungeons was like a nightmare. Your experience Running... in WoW is like mine in 14. 
Yeah, but uh, it wasn't so much the gameplay that I. It was the player base. The people. Yeah. No, the people. Oh yeah. Let me, yeah. That's right. Yeah. No, the people in fourteen are the freaking salt of the earth. It, like I would join a dungeon, and it, it was like <coughs> you deserve to burn in hell for not oh, you knowing. Yeah, you don't know this fight. No, it's my first oh, time. Oh my god, dude. You you should be. You remember what happened to fucking William Wallace at the end of the movie? That's what you deserve for not knowing a WoW dungeon. Yeah, I was just compl- I was like, yo, this is fucking garbage. These people are fu- are what? And the only rebuttal was, well, you got to run it with a guild. You you, you got to join a guild. Run run it with your guildies. Right. That's their best option. And and, and LFG is like. This does not belong in this game. This is fucking garbage. What? 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 It's a basic ass dungeon. Why does that? Why should LFG not? Then don't do LFG. Like, go do it with your friends. That's my point. That's what I mean. Right. Stay out of the queue. After I got some friends. And that's the other thing. It's like, well, just, just play on your own. Play on your own. And then find friends later. Okay, in the meantime, this is a horrible experience. This is fucking horrible. And it wasn't until I streamed WoW. I think you I think you were playing or we were chatting. We were chatting and I had WoW live. It was back when you and I were doing MMO stuff. Yeah. Remember that? Yep. That was when I started making friends who played WoW and we would jump in Discord and that's when my experience got a lot better. A lot better. Yeah. So, yeah, having those friends and being invited into those guilds. But, yeah, I mean, WoW guilds are very regimented, and it's either what have you done for us lately and what can you do for us moving forward. And if you don't have time to set aside, they'll still let you be there, but you are very much, like, left behind. I should hit Rocket Man up. Which is fine, because they're... What? I should hit Rocket Man up. Maybe that's who I'll play with for Dragonflight. He... Talk about Salt of the Earth. (laughs) That... He like honestly, man. Playing with him changed the changed the fucking game for me. I used I to play with him listens. during BFA because he would he, come in my chat, but we were on different servers, so he would bring his yep. crew. He'd be like, "Oh, playing you need help with, with this Rocket. dungeon? I'll be right back. Let me get three other people." Playing with Rocket again, salt of the earth. Playing with him changed WoW for me. Playing with him made WoW for me, in quite, in all honesty. When I played, it was generally with him or Walrus, and it changed WoW for me. I've offered to play with Walrus like 10 times. The guy never answers me. Freaking Walrus. You have to insult him. I do! <laughs> Consistently! <laughs> he hits me up even to this day. He's like, um, in fact, the other night he texted me. He's like, uh, motherfucker, Dragonflight, when are we... He- when are, he, we, when are we mount farming? No, all he does is when I'm streaming, he comes in. He's like, are you going to stream WoW stuff? I'm like, probably not. <laughs> and I'm like, but you could just hit me up in Discord and we could play together. <laughs> and then he doesn't fucking answer me. Wally. Hey, yeah, Wally. when he, when he, when fuck he, your face. When he, fuck, fuck your face. When he fucking called you when you were here visiting and he was like, yo, you want some of this jerky? And I was like, bro, you giving him jerky? You're not going to give me any jerky? <laughs> fucking walrus. Uh, I haven't said that in a while. It feels good. Fuck you, Walrus. Fucking Walrus. Uh, uh, again, I Rocket, Rocket. <coughs> if you listen to this, I don't. I, if you do, changed WoW for me, man. Actually, made WoW for me. 
Uh, that's not a slight of anybody else I play with. I let's love you go. All. Let's great. play Dragon. You're gonna play Dragonflight? Yes, I'm playing Dragonflight. Let's play Dragonflight with Rocket. Screw Rob. Done. Because you know Rob, uh, he, Rob's he gonna do the thing he, where he's like, "Yeah, let's play together." And then the first night when you and I log on, because we were working all day, Rob's gonna be like, "Oh, max level already. I'm already, I'm already running oh, Mythics." I'm like, Rob, it's been like four hours. Rocket is Rocket seems and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he just seems like he wants good people. He wants people to enjoy the game and he wants people to have good experiences. Yo, tell th I, the, the man will will literally put himself out time wise to help. He is just so fucking helpful. All right. Tell him it. Tell him. Tell Walrus. We're going to go play with Rocket. I'll play with Rocket. I'll get my brother to come play with Rocket as well. And that's who we're going to play with for Dragonflight. Done. Cool. Done. I would rather Done. be in an established I, guild. I will never start a guild again as long as I live. I guarantee you Rocket is... Oh, he's not in right now. But every, every time I look at Battle.net, man, he's 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 playing. He's in there grinding. Oh, I could I could uh, message him. I forgot we're Battle.net buds. Why is Battle.net asking for age verification? I, had, I just had to do two-factor authentication the other night for... for <laughs> I have 2FA, uh, but it... It, it's asking for oh because i clicked a video that's why i didn't realize i clicked Ooh. a video yeah so I'm yes all that to say thank you rocket fuck you wally and uh i'm excited for dragonflight it's funny because i see some of my old 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 guildies from back <laughs> in the day come on like one of them was playing wrath but all the rest are just like hearthstone diablo and i'm like man it's just crazy how things change anyway we this has been a very long episode so mike and i are going to get out of here because i gotta go eat lunch and then um do work. Oh, I got to shout out Smiling Bear as well. Smiling is another one. Oh, Bear was always helpful. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah, yeah. Smiling's another oh, one. Oh, Bear's going to hit us oh. up because Bear listens to the show and Bear's going to be like, Bear does listen to the me. show. Complete with me. Uh, Smiling's another one that changed well for me. Yeah. Bear's Just gonna... super, super fucking helpful there. At whenever, if I had questions, boom, answer. Yeah, Bear's going to be all up in our thing, like, complete me. But yeah, I'm I, I, sorry, Bear. I didn't mean to leave you out on that. <laughs> Smiling is another one who is just, who changed and reshaped my opinion of WoW. The only, hands down. The other person that hands really down. helped me in BFA was Mitsu, was super helpful. But the problem was, was I was kind of leading the guild because I was the streamer and I didn't want to. And Mitsu right. was raid leading. And I had, that's when I picked Shadow Priest, which was the worst DPS class at the time. So my mm. DPS was absolute dog shit. And then and then they had this like dramatic quitting of the guild. And Mitsu was like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, dude, let's just let it die. And and that's when I started playing with like Smiling Bear and and uh, a Rocket. They would come to dungeons and stuff with me to help. Uh, yep. Smiling was there early when when I was streaming it and was jumped in early, early on. Yeah. To help reshape my opinion of of what I because honestly man I, I was going to put wow down I'm like I, I love the idea of wow I love the concept I love the way it looks but playing it was just horrendous for me and smiling rocket helped reshape uh, reshape everything and walrus you just made life difficult as, you, as usual as usual as usual well, that's going to do it for episode whatever this is, 44 of uh, Old Fashioned. Mike and I will be back next week with Clintus to talk about Call of Duty, to talk about New World, because um, the New World expansion dropped this week. Uh, and I don't want to have those conversations without Clintus. House of the Dragon, I actually thought it was 
pretty good that Clint has had to cancel last minute because he doesn't watch Game of Thrones, so that worked out in our favor. Uh, but next week, we'll talk about those things. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Make sure you grab that mango honey because like I said, it might not be there by the time you get to the end of the episode and hear this. So make sure at the beginning of the episode, your former self listened to me and went to kingscoastcoffee.com and grabbed it. You have a wonderful week. Make sure you're following Old Fashioned Podcast. It's Old Fashioned Pod on Twitter, Old Fashioned Podcast on Facebook. Um, and, you know, we're everywhere. You can hit that link tree on, on Twitter and just find all of the things. Uh, Paul wants to really do pack openings with you, by the way, Mike. I'm down. So just let me know. I got all the streaming so, stuff all set up for you and ready to we, go. So I, I sent you the, the file that I had. I don't know if you had any updates to it that you want me to implicate that you want me to implement. Um, I am down. Honestly, man, I entertained possibly booting up some like DVD later tonight for it. Oh. Something. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I suck anymore. I haven't played DVD in a while, but um, I have Resident Evil seven. I want to get the new Resident Evil, just some Halloween stuff for 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 uh, OF OF Twitch. <coughs> Let me know. Um, I'll get you yeah. all all squared away. But we are uh, definitely stream. doing pack openings, um, and it, I'll, I'll I'll reach out to Paul okay. and and see what when works because um, I have some pre ordered boxes coming. Yeah, he just he just wants to do magic and pack opening stuff. So I think you guys should do some magic content. Cause I well, I want to yeah, I want to touch that. base with him on some spell table stuff. We are implementing right now in our MTG game channel on discord we are doing a budget deck build okay so the whole focus is cheap and uh, uh fun casual so anyone who's interested i think the deck i just bought a full deck of 100 cards was 40 bucks was the budget build there you go all right kids have a great week we'll see you next week for the next episode of old fashioned podcast and uh I don't know. How do you want to take him out this week? Um, I think it's only fair to insult Walwich as we leave. Yeah, fuck you, Walwich. Yeah, fuck you.